Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow provides meaningful screen time and shared experiences for families to help you grow in your faith together. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.gominnow.com. Annie Downs is a New York Times bestselling author, sought-after speaker, and successful podcast host. Engaging and honest, she makes readers and listeners alike feel as if they've been longtime friends. Founder of the That Sounds Fun podcast network, which includes her flagship show, That Sounds Fun, and author of multiple best-selling books, including That Sounds Fun, 100 Days to Brave, and Remember God, Annie shoots straight and doesn't shy away from the tough topics, but she always finds her way back to the truth that God is good and that life is a gift. So I was thinking about you this morning, driving over here, and I was thinking about I feel like you are changing generations, multiple generations. Seriously, Annie, with so much courage, mm. so much fun, and so much of helping them know Jesus. Yeah, and thank I thought, you. I really thought, can we hire you to work at Daystar? Because <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> that's today. why you're here, Maybe. really. Seriously. This is a job interview? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's really what this is. Yeah. <laughs> really, you're making such a difference. Oh, that Just meant, so grateful for your voice you. in the world. That means a ton. That is more than you think you'll ever be able to accomplish mm. when you start a venture, mm. when you start something like this. You just think, I mean, when I started writing, I was writing for the teenage girls who were coming to my house on Monday nights as a Bible study. I heard about you. I remember I had a kid at Harpeth Hall. When yeah. you were in your early stages, yeah. who came in for counseling and said, this woman spoke at our school today wow. and she was amazing and told me all these things you said. And that was probably 12 oh, years ago. Yeah, probably 12 yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. And so to now, what we see at live events is moms and daughters coming together. We see, and so we'll have like a 25-year-old and her 45-year-old mom or, you know, so we see that and then getting to write for kids and have kids in my life, even though I'm not married yet, not a mom yet. It just all feels like the Lord going like, this doesn't ever turn out the way you thought it would, Mm. but it'll turn out. Yeah, It'll turn out. The longer part of the story is so worth what the short part of the story costs. Mm. So true. Right? Yeah. I want to write that down. The longer part of the story is worth yeah. so much of what the short part You know, costs. yesterday I was talking with some friends and we were talking about Lent. Mm-hmm. And Lent is 48 days, if you count the Sundays that are feast days. Mm-hmm. But Easter tide is 50. Uh, and you go, you know what? That's yeah, right. That it may right. only be, the good part may only be two days longer, but it's longer. Mm-hmm. It's going to be longer. And I just think God knew what He was doing when He set that up to say, mm-hmm. just a little whisper mm-hmm. of 48 hours to say just a little bit longer than the suffering is the joy. Mm. And and I think that is hugely important. Yes, it is. Yeah, to live in both places and yeah. to remember that both the joy are true. is longer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thinking about how you are speaking to all generations, yes. 
with Truth and Fun. Will you tell us a little bit about your mini BFFs and how that started? (laughs) Yeah. So when my best friends started having kids, the oldest one that I am really close with just turned 15 two days ago. Wow. So 15 years ago, when my best friends started having kids, what I didn't know is that they were making me new friends. Like, I just didn't know that was happening. (laughs) It has been the joy of, I mean, genuinely the joy of my life, my friends' kids, and how they love me and how I get to be in their lives. And and I think being not married yet has allowed me to understand village a little bit better and be Mm. a part of more villages. Mm. A lot of my friends' kids look at me the way they look at their friends' parents. They don't think of me as like Annie who doesn't have kids. They're like, here are the other three adults that are allowed to boss me. And Annie's one of them, right? (laughs) And so I call my mini BFFs because that just is like a, you know me, David, I just make up words. It just made sense to me. When the pandemic started, right at the beginning, that first week we were locked down here in Nashville, I read books to my friends' kids all the time, to my mini BFFs. And they said, will you FaceTime and read a book to the kids? And because I used mm. to teach elementary school, I have a bookshelf of my favorite picture books that I didn't give away when I was finished with my teaching career, as far as I can see, finished with my teaching career. And so I just pulled one off and read it on FaceTime five times that night. I did it the next night for five different families. And I was like, this is dumb. Why am I doing this five times? I can just do this on Instagram and tell them all to watch at the same time. So then we started the mini BFF book club where we read books. Now it's every Monday night, but for a lot of March and April of 2020, it was every single night because parents just need it. I mean, y'all experienced this profoundly. Parents just needed, are there any other adults who can help me? Even though no one can come here and I can't go to them. Mm. And so I thought, yeah, I'm good at the witching hour. That's my favorite time. I'm done with my work day. Two to three times a week, at least, I'm seeing kids of my friends during that five to six o'clock hour because I've been working with adults all day and I'm bored and I want to go play. Mm. And my friends have been raising people all day and would like a break. And so I can go play for 30 minutes and throw them around and whatever. And it's such a joy. So then to now have, you know, kind of like this global mini BFF crowd has been more than I could imagine. When I left teaching, I might cry telling all this, but we're in a counseling office. So what can you expect? (laughs) Everyone cries in here. Uh, When I left teaching, one of the things I knew I was going to miss was reading out loud in my classroom Mm -hmm. because it is just such a special experience to do that with children I stopped teaching in 2008. So it's been 14 years. Is that the math? And so all my, for starters, my students are having kids now, which is very cool. Fourth and fifth graders are in their mid-20s and they're having kids. But but then we started Mini BFF Book Club and, and I'm reading on Instagram and there are thousands of devices tuning in. And at the beginning, I always say, hey, say your name to me so I can say hi to you. So the parents will type in the kids' names. And I'll say, oh, hey, Baron Briggs. Oh, hey, hey, Lucy Ray. Like these kids we see, Jane Taylor, hi. And we started noticing that most of them were multiple kids watching. And so we have, you know, 10,000 devices tuning in with two or three kids behind a lot of them. And you go like, only God. Yeah. Only God goes, you know what I'm going to actually do for you 14 years later? Yeah. You're not reading to 30 kids. You're reading to 20,000 kids. Wow. Right? I mean, only God does stuff like yes. that. I, I couldn't have gone, Beautiful. you know, the dream is to read to 20,000 kids on a Monday mm. night. I couldn't have dreamed that. But mm. God went like, that part that you thought you were giving up, I'm actually going to multiply in a different mm. way. And you're going to see me in it. That's the trick is, mm. do you see him in those yes. things? Mm. And yes. it was so clear. I couldn't miss it. Mm. 
It's beautiful. So people, you're still doing it, right? Yeah, we do it. We do it two Mondays a month. Okay. Over so at Mini BFF in. Book Club. Yeah, at okay. that Instagram account. So we share the books. We ha- A lot of times the author will jump on with us. And, and then they're all archived right there on IGTV. So people, you know, if you're cooking dinner for your kids or if they're up early, <laughs> just put it in front of them yes. and run a couple of them. Mini so. BFF Book Club yeah. is the Instagram. Yeah. Account. Okay. So just thinking about people listening, I mean, we talk so much at parenting seminars, but also in person about how every family needs other adults. Every kid needs other adults who are speaking truth to their life. Yes. And that that's really what we're doing. We laugh and say, it's not that we're saying anything different. We're just a new voice. Yes, that's right. So I'm imagining people out there thinking, how do I get an Annie Downs in the lap Mm -hmm. of my kids? Mm -hmm. What would you say to folks who are thinking, how do I find another grown-up to love my kids? Well, you know what's funny is I would imagine in your church or in your neighborhood or in your kids' school, there are unmarried men and women who are thinking, how can I find a family to hang out with? Uh, Right? So so part of it is communication. The thing I hear a lot is that parents think that single people don't want to hang out with their family because the kids are loud or because the kids go to bed early or because whatever, eight other excuses. And single people think families don't want them with them because all they talk about is dating. And all they talk about is what they don't have and all that, you know, and neither of those things end up being true when you actually live life with people. Both of those are seasonal or moments, but none of them end up being true. Mm. And everyone's waiting on the other person to say, can we hang out? And so what I push my unmarried friends to do is go tell a family you'd like to hang out with them as a family. Even if it's going to a movie or just going to a middle school wrestling match tonight (laughs) and just saying like, can I come along? Yes. Can I be a part of it? And then to my parenting friends, I'm always like, just ask the single person. We're all grownups. I mean, y'all teach this very well at Daystar. Like, use your voice. Yes. If you want a single person or, or another couple that doesn't have children mm. or a whole other family that does have children, if you want people in your community with you, raising your kids with you, start asking them to. Mm. And trust that they're grown up enough that if they can't come or don't want to come, they will say no. Mm. I think a lot of times people assume that we do things we don't want to do. And I actually find that more often than not, when you give people the chance to tell the truth, they will. Mm. And so if we can all just be healthy enough in ourselves to tell the truth. Yes, that's what I was thinking. In my healthiest self, I tell the truth. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Thinking about you at the middle school wrestling match tonight. We're having work with some middle school what wrestlers. What is that sport? And that smell. Can we <laughs> so talk about that stupid. smell in I the gymnasium? I have been in years. I will tell uh, you tomorrow what it's like. Ugh. Yes. You may need an extra air freshener in the car on the ride <laughs> how home. How have we not? How is the sport still existing? I can't imagine. <laughs> Are we like in the Greco-Roman area uh, once a year? I can't know. Yes. Well, we're excited to get to talk to you about fun. You're the queen of fun. Yes. And we need some help on it because we're both ones. Yes. Oh, you are both Enneagram ones? Yes. So you, (laughs) no kidding. We travel to your number on occasion and are our best selves in that moment. Yeah. But we need you to help us travel in that direction. Yes. Okay. So as we talk about the importance of fun in our lives, how can we get more of it? And especially as you think about speaking to parents, what would you say? Yeah. I think one of the gifts of the pandemic is that everything that was expensive and long distance was taken away. (laughs) Right? Like Disney trips stopped in 2020 and global travel is, I mean, I was supposed to be in a foreign country this week and it canceled two days before we left. We don't get to hold on to things and grip onto things as our hope like we were able to in 2019. 
So I think that's a little bit of a gift, even though I feel sadness that I didn't get to go on the trip I thought I was going to be on. The gift in it is now we are learning that fun can be cheap and local Mm. and really available. I had friends that we swapped puzzles. You know, like, it's that easy. Don't buy another puzzle. Just do mine. You know, let's just trade puzzles. So that's my encouragement to young parents who have young kids that are suddenly their lives have imploded (laughs) and everything. Mm -hmm. They thought the long dinners out that they don't get to do anymore where they're fun. What do they do now? I just think there is small and shorter time period and more local fun available. Like I tell people all the time, if you can't find fun, put it on your calendar. Mm. Put 30 mm. minutes of fun on Saturday. That's good for us one yes, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you did that, Sissy, the funny thing is, if you put 30 minutes of fun on your calendar on Saturday, you are going to worry about that until Saturday. <laughs> that is so true. Right? Trying you are going to go, it all out. what am I doing? <laughs> what, how, what am I going to do for those 30 minutes? Well, what do I think is fun? Mm. Well, what sounds fun to me? Okay, well, I've got to figure it out because it's on my calendar and it's 30 minutes and all the of a sudden you're sitting with your sister and her family or whoever you are sitting and eating and you're going, Hey, if we're going to have fun on Saturday, what are we going to do? And then everybody's talking about what sounds fun to them. Mm. My favorite family vacation was the year we decided not to go anywhere. And all three children in our family, my siblings and I got to make a fun day and my parents gave us each a budget. We had to do what the others decided for that day. And it's one of the best memories I have. And we didn't leave the town we were in. And so there's things like that that are small, short, local. And I think when we stop expecting fun to rescue us Mm -hmm. and stop expecting fun to be this big week-long adventure, and instead it's 30 minutes on a Saturday, it actually becomes a rhythm. Mm. That's so great. I love the book. I've read it out loud to my little nephew, Henry, multiple times. We have so much fun reading it together. Thanks. The title is What Sounds Fun to You. And the question of that matters a lot because kids like to answer that. And so every page you can stop and say, y'all deal with this a lot, people getting bullied or picked on. And and part of the memories I have of childhood is watching a playground and going, what's cool out here? Well, what they're doing isn't cool, but what they're doing is cool. And I was the only girl who wanted to play football and it never went great. (laughs) But I kept thinking, but that's what sounds fun to me. Mm. What are the rules I don't know that I'm breaking because this isn't working out for me? And so what we tried to do in the book is on every spread kind of show like four or five different ways to have fun. Because if we can go back and intercept football, if we can go back and (laughs) intercept that brain pattern that says some of this is cool, some of this isn't, when we get to be adults, we stop judging each other's fun then too. Mm. And so my hope is that, what, like y'all talked about the multi-generational thing, my hope is with the book, That Sounds Fun, that's for adults, that that is speaking to that. And the What Sounds Fun to You children's picture book is stopping that from ever getting there. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope the kids who read this don't need That Sounds Fun. Yes. Right? When I ask at the end of an episode of the podcast, I'll say, What Sounds Fun to You? People go, well, I don't know if this sounds fun to you. People are going to mm-hmm. laugh at this. Why are you judging your fun? Why are you doing that? Mm. It's because we think everyone else has cooler fun than us. And so can we tell kids, no, if you think it's cool, it's cool. The deeper gospel story is God made you on purpose. I love to cross stitch. It is not what's getting me hot dates, right? (laughs) I get that that's not what dudes are like waiting on a woman who knows how to cross stitch. So what? I think it's a really nice, and it keeps me off my phone and and reminds me of my grandmother. And that's the other interesting thing, y'all, is is when you ask people what sounds fun to you, especially when you're talking to adults, ask them why three times. What sounds fun to you? And they give an answer, you go, why? And then they'll give you the next and next. And usually three whys will get you the root of it. Almost always, 
It's either something they loved in their childhood mm. or something to do with their grandparents. That's so cool. Not their parents, not aunts and uncles, but grandparents. Uh, Isn't that interesting? Uh, what yes. is that? Y'all know, y'all are the experts of this stuff. What is it? Why is it grandparents? I wonder if you just have that sense of security with your grandparents that it's like there's no agenda when you're playing mm. with your grandparents, but with your parents, there's kind of an agenda hovering yeah. sometimes. Totally I don't know what, what I was you, thinking. Really? Yeah. I also wanted to say at this point in the job interview, you're hired. <laughs> you got the job. You're just knocking yes. it out of the park. Yes. Yeah. The rest yes. is just Thank icing you. on the cake. Yes. Thank you. The three layers you're of why. Like, yes. Isn't that wild? Because that's how long it usually takes, in my experience, mm. for people to tell the real, real of why that's fun to them. Because mm. they'll say, oh, I love going to TPAC and sitting in the balcony. This is true for me because I can see the play and I can see the orchestra. Mm. Then you go, well, why? Well, I just love seeing the orchestra. Well, why? I love the French horn. Well, why? Well, I played it in middle school. And my grandparents, mm. there it is. My grandparents used to listen to classical music in their house. And then you're like, holy cow, I thought I just sat up there because I like seeing the orchestra. I like sitting up there because I can remember my grandparents. Mm. Mm. That's so Right? Yes. Isn't that wild? Yes. It's wild. Yes. Love the French horn. We are so thrilled to be partnering with our friends at Minnow to bring back the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. We all know that devices are here to stay. So if you want to make screen time meaningful for your kids, Minnow is for you. A new streaming service designed just for kids. Minnow has over 2,000 episodes of fun and faith-filled shows that have been carefully curated by moms, dads, and church leaders, so it's safe for your family. Check them out at podcast.gomeno.com. That's podcast.gominno.com to start your free trial. Your newest book is 100 Days to Brave Kids. For kids, yes. So excited about that one. Thank and you. Obviously, we talk about anxiety within yeah. this house, these walls all the time, it yes. being a childhood epidemic in yes. America. So. I'm so excited and want every family to get a copy of that book. Yeah. And if you had to say, number one, why you wrote it, number two, what you really are wanting kids to get from it, yes. what would you say? And you want me to so, ask the same question three times? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, why, why, why? A <laughs> hundred days to brave for adults came out in 2017. The hilarious thing that happened is the people from The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, that TV show, mm -hmm. got a hold of it. I don't know how. Oh wow. But it got picked up in Bachelor Nation. No. They liked the cover. They started putting it on Instagram and the book just took off. Wow. And then some like multi-level marketing health groups started saying, make your clients do this and they'll stick with you for a hundred days. And so suddenly these really no. big conglomerate things were doing this little Jesus book and not realizing it was a little Jesus book. I mean, I bamboozled them hard. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and so Hundred Days to Brave got really popular really fast. Mm. And the publisher would say to me, what do we do? What do we do next? And from day one, I said, can we do one for kids? Mm. Can we do one for kids? You know, they're talking about chicken soup for the soul kind of stuff of like mm -hmm. for moms and for teachers and for, you know, for the person getting married on a Thursday, and, you know, like all <laughs> the many groups that they want to break it out for. And I'm yelling back for kids, for kids, mm. for kids, for all the reasons you said. Number mm. one, courage is caught and taught. People see other people being courageous and it affects them, but also we can teach people how to be brave. Yeah. And so I want to be half of that. Your kid's not going to catch it from me unless we're living life together, but your kids can learn it from me. I can mm -hmm. teach them in a hundred days to brave for kids. And each day is, we say it's for like 
seven to 12 years old. Mm. Younger than seven, read it with them. Yeah. And older than 12, they may be happy with the adult one. But the adult one talks about marriage and the adult one talks about dating. And, and we switched all that and the kids when we tried to mirror them pretty close mm-hmm. so that if the whole family wants to do it together, mom and dad can read 100 Days to Brave and the kids can read the kids' version. But one of the things we talk about in the kids' version, we don't talk about in the adult version, is courage to say when something's happened. Mm-hmm. And courage to oh, find God. safe adults. Yes. And courage to say when someone has not been a safe adult. Mm. And just some of these Jeez, things that thank like... Thank you for that. Well, right. Just going like, hey, if, if something hurts, you need to say. Mm. And if a parent is sitting with a kid and they read that day together, hopefully we just open this little door for the mom to go, have you ever wondered about a safe adult? Is there anybody in our lives that has not felt safe to you? Mm. And maybe we get to open some of those doors. But we also talk about eating vegetables. Like, can you be brave enough to eat the thing you've never tried before because you want to do this life for a long time? Yeah. And so that's why I did it is I have a lot of kids in my life. that I mean, it's dedicated to kids that you love, the Barnes kids, Sam mm-hmm. and Zana and Ben, because Dave and Annie's kids are incredibly important to mm-hmm. me. I mean, they just are family to me. Mm-hmm. They really are family to me. So I was like, man, if what they can catch from me being in my real life can somehow be taught to these other kids, this is a book for all of them. Yeah. And so that's my hope. I just want it to be a little resource, right, mm-hmm. that families have at their disposal to have a hundred tiny conversations. Mm. Wow. I cannot wait to get my hands on one. I want a stack of them in yeah, my I brought one. So I, I brought oh, one for y'all to see. So when does 100 Days to Brave for Kids come out? Today, <gasps> February 8th. It's yes. release day. Thank you guys for talking to me on release day. Yes. That's amazing. It's a release day uh, party. What a joy, right? Can you imagine, like, I feel tears saying this, but, like, I wanted to teach school when I was in third grade. Mm. Mm. So I haven't thought about a group of people more in my life mm. than children mm. and serving them. And figuring out how to love them well and to lead them. It is what I've thought about since I was eight. And this book feels like the, I mean, I love the picture book. I love what sounds fun to you. But 100 Days to Brave for Kids feels like the one I want to mail to every student I've taught. Mm. Which I've found them all, a lot of them on Facebook. And so it's been like, okay, once this book gets here, I'm sending them to all of those kids that are 25. (laughs) But, you know. Sorry, but it just feels very profound. Yes. Well, and we're going to pause right here so you can place an order on Amazon or get in your car and drive to your nearest bookstore to get this incredible resource. I love hearing you talk about your heart behind it. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, if y'all flip through it and you hate it, just delete this entire section. (laughs) We won't. No fear of that. Well, Annie, this season of our podcast is called Modern Parents, Vintage Values, off a book that Sissy and Melissa wrote, and I love. And would love to ask you this. What is one vintage value that you think kids are either missing or struggling with, Mm -hmm. and how do you think we could help them find it? You know, I think there is—I'm going to call this a value. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think there is something really good and beautiful and important about boredom. Mm. And I wonder if we need some vintage boredom again. Yes. Because when I think of my childhood and things I had to sort out for myself (laughs) because I was bored, I think there's a lot to be said for what happens in a person's brain, not just a kid, but a grown-up too. What happens in our brains when we stop and don't know the next thing to do? I don't want to scroll anymore and I've already worked out today and I've already cooked lunch and okay, Netflix or fill in the blank. And for kids, when I think of my childhood and think my grandparents were across the driveway from us 
I mean, we were just running back and forth. I moved out one day in eighth grade because my parents had, I'd had enough. <laughs> moved out, made my little sister wheel a wagon full of my stuff to my grandparents, right? Moved back the next day because my mom <laughs> called to say goodnight and I cried. Moved back the next day. Aww. So when I think about when I got bored in my childhood is when I played outside the most. It's when I sat and listened to my parents and my grandparents the most. It's when I came up with silly things. I used to bike around. We have a little pond and I would interview myself, interview myself. (laughs) I think I was interviewing myself before I was able to read. And I remember it as far back as I can remember is asking myself questions out loud. And so if I'd have always had something to do, Mm. would I have missed out on this gift that I love getting to do with my life now? Mm. Probably not. God's very kind, but there is really something about what boredom gave me. Mm. And so I want people to feel bored again. Yes. Put their screens down, yeah. all the things. Yeah. Okay. You may have just already answered this question, but on a silly note, yes. what's something you would say from your childhood you wish you could bring back today? Oh, man. Do you just remember not worrying about things that really matter? I worried about things yes. that didn't matter, like thunderstorms. Right. You're going to be fine. Right. It's a thunderstorm. <laughs> You're all right. But I mean, I just love, when I think back about elementary school, I grew up in a very healthy family, and so that's a privilege, and I am thankful. And so I didn't worry about a lot of things that I know kids have to worry about today, and some families worried about when I was growing up with them. But so what? I, one thing I would love to bring back is just to like, when you get home from work, there's dinner. <laughs> like what? Yeah, there's just dinner there, <laughs> and it's like ready. And then all you have to do is put your dish in the dishwasher, and then and then whatever you want to do because. There's nothing else you have to worry about except going to sleep. And then someone else tells you, you have to go to bed now. (laughs) And you have to. And you get yelled at. I got yelled at so much for leaving my lights on too long reading. My mom or dad would just tell me to like, stop. And I would have to stop because someone had rules. (laughs) And I find myself not obeying my own rules very well in my home. So I I miss that warm dinner that just exists Mm -hmm. when I get home from soccer practice or from getting off the bus and working on my homework and Mm -hmm. warm dinner. Warm dinner. That's a good one. Love it. All right. We're going to keep traveling down that road. Okay. Thinking about your childhood, did you have a favorite TV show, favorite book, or favorite band? Yes. I loved starring Sally J. Friedman as herself, the book. And I loved um, Harriet the Spy. I love both of those. Those Just like both girl. I didn't know this at the time. And I grew up in a really conservative Christian environment. And so we didn't see a lot of women leading where I grew up. But here I am, like the books that I cannot quit, that I still own, that have been dropped in the bathtub more times. I mean, they are just (laughs) wrinkled. They're thick from being wrinkled so many times. We're both young women who were making things right. Mm. And who are out there who are going to make a difference. And I, I didn't know that at the time. I just liked the books. I love that. The bands, I love the Eagles because my dad loved the Eagles. And so I just, I saw that they're coming to Nashville. And I was like, should I go see the Eagles? Yes, you should. <laughs> I haven't listened to them since I had tapes of Take It Easy. Wow. But I mean, of course, on the radio and stuff. But I'm like, I should maybe go see if dad and mom want to come up and go to the Eagles. Oh, um, totally and should. favorite TV show. Fraggle Rock is what comes oh, to my mind. Oh, I love, love Fraggle that. Rock. I love Fraggle Rock. It just was, what was it? What did we love? 
<laughs> I have no idea what the plot line was. I, I don't remember anything. I just remember yeah. loving it. It's uh-huh. the first thing that came to my mind when you asked. Muppets in a cave is what comes to yeah, my head. That's right. <laughs> we also loved Muppet Babies. Did you watch Muppet oh, Babies? I think that was a little past me. Okay. Yeah, I was like baby. I, I was born in 80. So okay. the last time the University of Georgia won the national championship until... 2022. Yes. So uh, I was born in 1980. So I'm a, you know, mid 80s, late 80s baby. And so we love Muppet Babies at our house too. Sorry that we've been remiss not to say congratulations. We should have said that first. What a treat. Yes. I've never felt anything like it. I'm telling you, it was was really great. What a joy. Isn't it fun how there are little things like sports that Uh. they matter, of course, but they don't matter. Right. They don't don't matter like our emotional health, our physical health, our spiritual health. But they are a gift. They make a difference. Yeah, it's yeah. just fun. It's just yes. something fun. Yes. You get to put your energy towards something you cannot control. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> that's so true. Okay, so for the one person out there who is not familiar with oh you gosh, that's listening, right. your latest work is 100 Days to Brave, obviously, because it came out today. Yeah. But yep. are there a couple other things you want to mention? And where can people find you? Yeah, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. I'm just everywhere. It's Annie <laughs> F. Downs, like uh, F is in fancy. There's another Annie Downs. Y'all know this story. No. I've ever told you this in real life. No. There's another Annie Downs who is a famous quilter. She's no. a, Yes. In Australia. She is a hatched and patched. Our quilting people already know. She is like globally known for her quilting patterns. Really? It Have is, you gotten to talk with her ever? She doesn't love that we share a name as much as I do. So she hasn't like been thrilled about how everything's gone down. So, but to separate us, we use the F as much as possible. So Annie F Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you want to find me. That's how you can find me. That Sounds Fun, the book came out in 2021. And then the kids book, What Sounds Fun to You that we got to talk about came out in 2021. Amazing books for grownups. Yeah. Right. Thank you. That's kind. So That Sounds Fun for grownups. And then the one called Remember God is right before that, that a lot of people connect with because I kind of tell the story of... If God is really kind, how is this my life? Mm. And I think we need to wrestle. I needed to. And based on conversations since that book came out, I found out that a lot of us need to wrestle with, we never doubt, very rarely doubt God's ability. We doubt His heart. Mm. Like it would almost be easier if He wasn't capable of everything. Because yeah. <laughs> then you'd be like, I bet He would. Yeah. I bet He would if He could. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, He can and He doesn't. That's harder. Mm-hmm. And so remember God is the one that a lot of people feel the dark, I mean, the cover's black. The darkness, I mean, when I wrote it, I was like, as my Enneagram 7, I was like, this is as dark as it goes. <laughs> it's all up from here. So that sounds fun. And what sounds fun to you are like white covers. I mean, we are like up and out. I ejected out of that as quick as I could. <laughs> but I'm super proud of it. I'm proud of myself for going into that amount of darkness in my own life yes. and in my own heart and writing about it. But I'm also glad to eject from it. Okay, we love to end with something a little fun. Okay, and me too. food. Yes. Oh, let's do it, David. Okay. What? What's your favorite kind of taco? Oh, okay. Well, hmm. Who I have what we might call a professional level of eating as my life. I'm like a <laughs> professional eater, and Mexican is my top genre. Mm. So I would say my favorite tacos are Super Rica's mm. grilled chicken because it's just. Tons of chicken and tons of onions. Mm. I don't eat a ton of dairy. I don't eat a ton of wheat. It just doesn't make me my best self. But like, if I have nothing to do tomorrow, I'm going to go hard on those tacos <laughs> and eat that flour <laughs> tortilla. <laughs> but like close to here, close to y'all, Ladybird Taco mm. is the one that is like number one and number six for any of our friends listening. Those are always my go-tos. And tacos are great. What a great question. Yes. Mm. 
Is this the part where I get to say to y'all how much your work matters to people? Mm. Can I say that on your own show? Because I'll say it on my show too when we have y'all on. But man, our city is full of healthy people because of y'all. I mean, directly because of y'all. We just hear, I can't reach in a direction and not hit a child who is healthier and better in their own bodies because of Mm y'all. It's just incredible. We are so lucky. So thank y'all for what you do across the nation and globally through this. But man, I live in a town that is better because of y'all. So I'm really grateful. We are honored to be in it with you yeah, and alongside well, sure. of yeah. you. And yeah, we're getting a lot of the same message. I know. So, now, I didn't, yeah, no, I didn't share know. a wall. <laughs> yes, yes. Annie, thank you. You're incredibly us. kind yes. and generous to do this with us. You have yes. no idea how excited we've been to have you on uh, our show. My pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow helps you make screen time meaningful for your family with shows kids love and values parents trust. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.g-o-m-i-n-n-o.com. It's our joy to bring the experience and insight we gain through our work beyond the walls of the Daystar House. Join us next time for more help and hope as you continue your journey of raising boys and girls.